I was one time, uh, a young guy come up to me and pulled a knife on me, opened it up. I quickly pulled my gun out. He put his knife away, <laughs> took a couple of steps back and said, uh, <clears throat> never take a knife to a gunfight. Praise God, after last night's message and this morning, amen, I feel like I brought a knife to a gunfight. But I was always pretty handy with a knife, too, so you pray for me, amen. Mark chapter number 14, if you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 14, and we're going to read starting in verse number, uh, number 3, wonderful Spirit of God here, Hallelujah. The scripture says, in being in Bethany in the house of Simon the lepers, he sat at meat there, came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves. They said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it may have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor, and they murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble her? She has wrought a good work on me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you will, you may do them good, but me you have not always. She has done what she could, she has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say to you, wherever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she has done shall be spoken of as a memorial for her. I've always been intrigued and uh, with the story of Abraham Lincoln when he was, uh, when he was shot and killed and how that his... Well, he was lying there, and they were trying to do something to save his life. His secretary of state, Staten, amen, uh, said some words. He said, there lies the most perfect leader of men who ever lived. But once he died and passed into eternity, he spoke some words, amen, that are immortalized. He said, he now belongs to the ages. He now belongs to the ages. I want to talk to you about making history for a moment. See, I've got a history. It's called a criminal history. <clears throat> and most of the people that I've ever known, amen, they got that kind of history too. And I started thinking about this, amen, and how that, you know, God touches our lives. And he pulls us out of obscurity. He pulls us out of certain death. He pulls us out of a life, amen, that was insignificant and meant nothing. Oh, come on, somebody. And he does something in us. He takes his spirit. He puts his spirit in us. He puts his fire in us. He puts his Holy Ghost in us. And all of a sudden, we grow from a criminal history to making history for Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
I want to preach to you about making history. Why'd you turn my volume down? Y'all think I'm dumb, huh? He don't. He won't notice. He's just screaming and shouting and spitting. He don't know. That's all right. I'll be the more vile. I'm thinking about this, amen, and, uh, you know, how powerful that that would be said, that that would be our testimony as a church, as a fellowship, as men and women of God, that we belong to the ages. That's exciting stuff. That we belong to the ages. That we have made a mark, amen, for the gospel. That we have made history. Oh, come on, somebody. That when the Lord comes to wrap it all up, we will have made an impact. And we will have shaped and touched history as we know it today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, through the ages... Men and women have vied for greatness, to make history, to leave some kind of a, some kind of a legacy. Amen? But what is great in the eyes of men is not necessarily what God describes as great and history-making. In verse 9 of our text, Jesus said that wherever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world... This also that she has done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. I had a, one of my old homeboys from the gang a year and a half ago, amen, died of uh, cirrhosis of the liver. He was 54 years old. He died in prison. He's a three-striker. His claim to fame was that he was a shot caller for the Mexican mafia, but he died in prison. That's his history. My sister my beautiful sister, six months ago, a man was murdered, uh, shot, executed, a man on the back of the head. Uh, 58 years old, she was a grandma, mother, grandma, and great grandmother. Ten years ago, a hit was put on her by a, a criminal organization in Northern California. And here's this precious, my sister, I love my sister. Amen. But this is her history. This is what her children will remember about her. This is what her grandchildren and great-grandchildren, amen, will remember. Oh, thank God for what he's done in our lives. Hallelujah. Thank God that he has given us a second chance. Thank God that he has given us an opportunity to make an impact in this generation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to talk to you about a spent life, first of all. And I want you to consider the devil's lie for a moment, saint. In verse 4 of our text, amen, here's this woman. She brings this costly alabaster box, amen. She breaks it and begins to pour it upon the Lord, amen. And the scripture says that there were some among them, uh, and I dare say there may be some among here too, amen, uh, who had indignation. Oh, come on, somebody. They were indignant within themselves, uh, and they said, what? 
Why was this waste of ointment made? Why was this waste? Amen. You see, beloved, to the carnal and the profane mind, anything that is done for the Lord, anything that is done for the kingdom of God, especially what we do without remuneration, amen, it appears a waste. Why, why are you wasting your entire Saturday going on that impact team? Oh, come on, somebody. Why are you wasting all that money to give to missions? Why, why are you wasting all that time following up on people? Why are you wasting, amen, your Sundays? You could be doing something else. Glory to God. Why the waste? The devil always caters to and exploits the flesh, the selfish, the carnal propensities of the human race. And as far as they were concerned, amen, this was a great loss. This was destruction of property. Listen, I've done destruction of property. <laughs> I got arrested for destruction of property, breaking windows, busting heads, you know, that kind of stuff. This is how they were viewing this. Why the destruction of property? Why this waste? Oh, the devil's a liar. Amen. Amen. I remember one young pastor that left the fellowship years ago. He, his last words, amen, were, I just want to pick up and, and move on with my life. I had just been so traumatized. I gave everything up. You fool, what did you give up? You know, let, let me say something. The many of us, now I know some of y'all had it going on, but the, the majority of us, when, when we came to God, we listen, when I came to the Lord, I didn't just have nothing. I had less than nothing. I was in the red, baby. Oh, come on, somebody. Y'all so there's people here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You was in the red. You owed. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. But God did a miracle. God did a work. He salvaged you, restored you, and then picked you up. What a waste. Amen. They had indignation. This bothered some people. This bothers folks. Religious, the religious mindset is bothered by this. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. The, the, the cruise control mindset, amen, you know, just, just kind of cruise through it. Just kind of go through the motions. Just do, amen, your very least. Just, you know, you know, long as you can make it to heaven. They had indignation. It bothered them. This word indignation literally means angry, furious, upset, irritated, afflicted, grieved, resentful. A lot of folks, they get resentful in church. They see somebody else serving God. Listen, if you ain't going to serve God, amen, like you want to just quit criticizing it. Just shut up. Be religious. Be yourself. <laughs> Let somebody else do something for God. Amen. But the word that really struck me here, 
as I was studying this word indignation, was the word displeased. It was among the very many meanings, amen, under the heading of indignation. To be displeased. One of the antonyms of this word, displeased, was literally to have pleasure in or to be well pleased. The opposite of that is displeased. To have no pleasure in or to be not well pleased. And we must be careful that what pleases God does not become something that displeases us. Hallelujah. Think about Michael. David as he's worshiping God, as he's praising God. Oh, come on somebody. I like, amen, the illustration of the deer as the deer pants for the water. You know that the deer, amen, when he's thirsty and he's running from the hunter. Oh, I know what it's like to run from the hunter. You run fast. (laughs) That the deer doesn't stop until he finds the water brook. Oh, come on, somebody. And having found the water brook, he sticks his head in the water and forgets about everything else. Here's David spending his life for God. But Michael was not well pleased. Amen. This is a demonic lie. That you are wasting your life. There is a difference. Consider that with me for a moment. See, there's a difference between wasting and spending. Oh, come on, somebody. See, we was wasting our lives. I know you thought you was up to something good, but you was wasting your life. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 12, 15, and I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. Listen to me, church. This is about souls. This is not about a waste. It is about an investment. Glory to God. It is an expenditure for the Lord. It is not a waste. This woman was not wasting. She was spending. She was investing. She was making history. Glory to God. I'll never forget a little story I read. True story about a man who was very wealthy and his. He uh, took to uh, liking this young poor kid. Very bright young man, very sharp young man. And so he took a liking to him, decided that he was going to help him out. He was very wealthy, amen. So he invested in him and sent him to medical school. This was a young man that had no relationship with this uh, rich man. Uh, He had no kind of kin, nothing, amen. And so everybody was indignant, his family, his friends. They thought he was crazy. What are you doing investing in this low life, amen, Uh, investing all those hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, But one day in the future, amen, uh, this uh, older man uh, was very ill and dying. uh, And the very young man, the doctor, amen, uh, that he had invested so much time and money in, is the man that saved his life. I'm going to tell you something. That was not a waste. That was an investment. I want to talk to you about the springboard for history makers. Amen. What was it in this woman that qualified her as a history maker? Because this was not based on some accomplishment. 
so that all men could see. You know, I was thinking about what Pastor Mitchell was saying last night. Amen. It is, it is divine effectiveness. Oh, come on, somebody. You know, the, the, the best way I can explain anointing is uh, I don't know what it is. I just know when you ain't got it. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. It is a divine effectiveness. It is a divine enablement. Oh, come on, somebody. I have prayed many times. I found myself praying one time. I was preaching a revival somewhere, and I get really desperate on Sunday morning. I'm getting ready to start. I'm crying out to God, God, you need to help me out, help a brother out here. And I remember praying, and I said, God, you know, sometimes you, you, you wax spiritual when you're praying. You ever heard yourself pray sometimes? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I remember praying, God, <clears throat> God, don't let me depend on my own ability. <laughs> I can imagine what God's thinking. What ability? <laughs> what are you talking about? There was something in this woman's life that propelled her into becoming uh, the person, amen, that made history a person that belonged uh, to the ages. First of all, it was a condition of heart. Mm. See, Jesus, as always, saw something in this woman that everybody else failed to see. Oh, come on, somebody. You know, it's powerful, man, the way that the Lord operates. It's powerful, amen, that the Bible says to those that believe in him, to them he gave the power to become. That means that you ain't there yet. <laughs> that you ain't, I know you think you do, and I know your wife tells you you do, but you really don't got it going on yet. But you see, God, the Lord was looking at much deeper than what everybody else was seeing in this woman. For man looks on the outward, but God looks on the heart. And the others may have seen her past. They may have seen her failures. You know, I remember the people that invited me to church. They had invited me a million times. I, I knew this couple. They were, he was a heroin addict and got powerfully saved at the Potter's house there in Blythe, California. And uh, his wife was my wife's best friend. We'd known them for a number of years. My wife knew uh, this girl, amen, since they were kids. And uh, they'd been witnessing to us, inviting us to church. And finally, on a Saturday, January the 14th of 1984, I was with one of my buddies. We'd been getting loaded all day long. And so we were walking across the street, amen, to go score some more stuff. Because you always run out of stuff, right? You always got to keep going back for some more. And we're walking across the street. We're all wasted, amen, just walking. You know, it was more like stumbling. And, uh, and I noticed this car, a 1970 uh, uh, a Buick Riviera, one of them big old boats, lowrider. They're driving up, and, and I see them a block away. And they saw me, and they're honking, trying to get my attention. 
And I'm like, <laughs> you try to get away, but you know how it is. You're all wasted. You think you're really real sneaky, but everybody can see you. <laughs> Some of y'all used to drink a six-pack of beer, and you thought you was John Travolta all over the floor. And I seen them coming. They start honking at me, and they're screaming, Ricky, Ricky. I said, oh, man. And I remember they drove up, and they invited me out. It was a Saturday. They said, come on out to church tomorrow night. We're showing a movie. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll be there. All right, 7 o'clock, okay. Save me a seat. Keep it warm for me. I had no intention. You know, the amazing thing is the next morning, I woke up, we were still in bed, and I, I get up, and I could hardly, I, I couldn't remember anything from the previous night or the previous day, but one thing I couldn't shake was that invitation. Oh, come on, somebody. I remember I woke up, I told my wife, I said, hey, I saw so-and-so last night. They invited us to church. You want to go? She's like, yes, yes, anything. <laughs> and we went to church that night. We watched the most boring movie in the world. But I'm telling you what, the Holy Ghost was all up in that place. And this nasty, wicked, foul sinner, amen, got convicted. I remember walking down the aisle to that altar, getting set free by the power of God. But the reason why I'm saying this is because the very woman that invited me to church that day, she later, later confessed to me and said, you know, I really didn't believe you was going to show up. That's bad when folk like that write you off. <laughs> God saw this woman's heart, that she had a heart for nothing but Jesus. Amen. Other thing we see, amen, is that it was a submission of will. This is where the rubber really does meet the road. This is the defining line that separates those that will impact the ages and those whose effect will be minimal and mediocre. I don't know about you, man. I lived a mediocre life in the world. I don't want to live that kind of life as a man of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Listen to me, church. True submission of the will is going to involve service. Amen. Where are the servants of God today? Where are the servants of people today? Where are the servants of the church today? Where are those, amen, that give themselves to serve us the work of God? She had a servant's heart. And a servant's attitude. Jesus said that those that will be great among you will be your servant. Unlike many others, amen, that were there, this woman was there to serve. This is an expression of the submission of the will. Another thing we see a sacrifice that reveals a submission of the will. In verse 8, Jesus said this woman has done what she could. Other words, amen, she didn't just give what she felt like. She didn't give to God her leftover time or her leftover money. She didn't give to God, amen, you know, whatever she could spare. But the scripture says she did what she could. Other words, this is what she could do, and she did it. Oh, come on, somebody. How many of you ever emptied out your wallet? 
You know, I remember one time as a young convert, I'll never forget this. We had Pastor uh, uh, Evangelist Bill Lamson preaching a revival in Blythe. I was just saved maybe 10 months. And I'm standing in the back, and, uh, and Brother Lamson, amen, uh, took a special pledge after the service that night. And he's calling on everybody to help to, to be a blessing to Prescott, amen. This is when the Prescott Church had to rebuy uh, their old building, amen. And, and so he's taking this pledge, and I'm standing in the back, and I had $10 in my wallet. And back in those days, $10, you know, wasn't a lot of money, but when it's all you got, it's like a million. And I'm standing back there, and I, you know, I wasn't going to get any more money till payday. It was a few days away payday was. <laughs> Sometimes we look at payday like, a, God's going to come through. It's a miracle. It's payday. <laughs> but listen to me. I'll never forget this. He's calling upon the people of God. And, you know, I remember he took the, the basket and put it up on the, on the stage there. And he challenged people to, to, to respond and bring their money and put it in there. And I'm standing back there, amen, and I'm hanging on to my $10 because that's all I got. And what, when it's all you got, it's all you got. That's when it becomes sacrifice. When it's something you can spare, it's just something you can spare. And the preacher wouldn't shut up. I, you know, I'm, I, I keep arguing with God. I keep telling the Lord, Lord, you know my heart. <laughs> I won't go up there physically, but in spirit. A lot of folk like just like that. Everything they do is in spirit. They come to church in spirit. That's why nobody sees you because you're a spirit. But I remember God challenging me, and, you know, I'm fighting this thing all the way, man. Logically. So like God, Lord, you know it, man. I got to get diapers for the baby. That's a good excuse. But the preacher wouldn't shut up. And so finally, amen, the preacher says, okay, listen, if you can't give anything right now, I want you to write on a piece of paper what you can give in two weeks. I said, praise God. That was my miracle right there. Right? See, it's easy to believe God like that when you can just write on a piece of paper. Just throw it in. I went up there with my piece of paper in front of everybody. <laughs> then I went back and stood in my place in the back, holding up the wall, just like the old days. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost says to me, that's not what I asked you to do. He said, I want you to trust me with those miserable $10 you got in your wallet. So you would have thought at that point, okay, yes, Lord, what must I do? No. I went and talked to my wife. I said, listen, baby, God's dealing with me. Oh, I got 10 bucks. What do you think I ought to do? She says, if it's God, you better give it. Let me look for a second opinion. <laughs> sacrifice. But you know, God always honors sacrifice. Hallelujah. The other thing that we see in this woman that reveals her submission to the of her will, amen, was her silence. She answered not a word. She didn't try to defend herself. Hello. She didn't try. She didn't rebuke her. You bunch of religious devils. She didn't do that. Amen. She was silent. She was quiet. 
She didn't boast. She didn't blow her horn. She didn't care who saw or who didn't. It was an anonymous labor for the Lord as far as she was concerned. Another thing we see, amen, is that this was a rendition of honor and devotion. John's account tells us that she anointed his feet. According to Albert Barnes, amen, he says, to anoint the head of a guest was, common, was a common act of honor, but to anoint the feet was an act of distinguished humility and attachment. It was an act of devotion. I want to close. I want to talk to you about the supernatural element that's involved here. See, this woman now belongs to the ages. She made a mark in biblical history. For over 2,000 years, amen, we've known about this woman. That's history right there. Amen? I wasn't very good in school when I was, you know, having history. My whole, uh, you know, eighth grade and three months of ninth grade. Amen. I was cruising around one time with Pastor Terry Haynes and his lovely wife. and I was preaching for them, and they're talking about their old days in high school, you know, and they're talking about it when they graduated and blah, 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 you know, <laughs> stuff that. They turn around. I was sitting in the back. They said, Rick, what year did you graduate? <laughs> graduate? From what? Prison? Jail? <laughs> but I got my GED. We must remember, amen, that this was God in the flesh who said to this woman, amen, that she would be remembered for years to come. See, man didn't say this. Come on now. Man didn't say this. Edwin Stanton didn't say this. This was not a human award. She didn't go on TV and get presented a Dove Award. This was God himself. It was divine. It was supernatural. Her impact was. This was not human. This was not temporal. This was not earthly. You know, I'm still amazed. I've pastored many different places. And I'm still amazed. I was an evangelist for a few years. And I'm still blown away when people come to me and they tell me, Pastor Martinez, you preached. Five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, over in this, I got saved a particular night. You were giving your testimony, or you were, and I got saved, amen. And, and uh, even uh, people, amen, men that are pastoring today have come to me and told me the same. That's an incredible thing. That's an amazing, amazing thing. Because this is not something I did. Amen. I couldn't slap my butt with both hands if I tried. This was linked. Well, maybe I could. I don't know. I ain't going to try it. This was linked to her faith. There's two other places in the Bible where Jesus spoke of people 
And he marveled. And he was amazed. And he said something concerning their great faith. Woman, great is your faith, he said to the Syrophoenician. Let it be as you desire. The centurion, he said, amen, he marveled, saying, I have not found so great a faith. Listen, this is what enters us into the supernatural arena. To have faith is to have wings. To believe God is to believe anything can happen. Oh, come on, somebody. You know, I remember when I got saved. Uh-oh. I dropped somebody's earring. Wasn't mine, I promise. I stopped wearing mine before I came up here. <clears throat> I remember when I first got saved, you know, I was, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor about, uh, about six or eight months before I got saved. And I know that may be hard to believe because you actually have to have a brain to have a brain tumor. But you know, God uses things to shake us, doesn't he? It's incredible. God goes out of, he's the hound of heaven. Come on, somebody. He will go out of his way to find you. Some of y'all still hiding from God. That's why he's sitting in the back somewhere. Looking at, I don't have my watch, so. You know how I'm long-winded, so. But I remember when I got saved, and, you know, I, I was scared. I, I've been, listen, I got a body full of scars. I've been stabbed. I've been shot at. I've been beat down, shut down, toe up from the flow up, and then back down again. But nothing, you know, you, you know how, you, how it is. You come out of it and you think you, you really think you got it going on now because you survived it. Right? Pastor Roman Gutierrez died twice. Well, shoot, he, he killed himself both times, you know. One time he broke his, he did it himself. <laughs> Shot himself up with heroin. I said, man, bro, at least when I was close to dying was somebody else doing it, not me. He sent me some mocking text the other day, so I sent him a picture with my 357 pointing right at him. I said, Roman, I guarantee you won't come back a third time. <laughs> Twice dead, once buried. But you know, when I, when I came to the Lord, I, you know, death was not like, you know, I've been around it many times. But it's a, it's a whole different ballgame, amen, when, you know, when, you, when, when there's nothing you can do about it. You, know, you can't pull your piece. Who are you going to shoot? The brain tumor. Pow! Yeah, that'll take care of it. And you know, when I came to the Lord, listen. When I came to the Lord, I didn't care about nothing, man. I didn't care about, I wasn't thinking ministry. I wasn't thinking preaching. I, all I wanted was like, you know, the gathering demoniac. I just want to be at your feet, Lord. That's all. Can I just hang here with you, Lord? Hey, oh, come on, somebody. 
But the Lord said, nah, go back to you. Go to Decapolis. Isn't that powerful? That God says, no, no, no. I got something planned for you. Here's Solomon. God comes to him with a blank check. Right? Fill it in. What do you want? He said, I just want to serve you, Lord. I just want some wisdom. I want understanding. I want to be able to lead your people and help them. Hallelujah. Woman, great is your faith. Faith is what enters us into the supernatural realm. We believe God and God is able to use us. God said to me, you know what? I'm not just going to heal you up. I'm going to use your life. I'm going to use your life. Amen. Too many people trying to make impact in this world to leave a mark in this generation. It's only in human terms, worldly terms, amen. And the sad thing is even many Christians, many believers, trying to make a mark, careers and money and this and that, and not that there's anything wrong with those things, amen. But, man, if that's all you've got, you're missing something big time. Amen. That's all I have. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Amen.